Well, hello and welcome to another episode of the Transfix Take Podcast, where we are performance-driven. It is an honor to have our very special guest on the show today. Please welcome John Shilley at Hankel. He is the Director of Transportation for Laundry and Beauty in North America. Welcome, John. We're so happy to have you. Thank you. Very excited to be here as well. Absolutely. All right. So let's get started. So, you know, Hankel really sets the standard by regularly connecting with their carriers via email and in group meetings. And I'd love to know what was the thought process behind that? So so I think, you know, when when you pair pair back any relationship that you have, you know, whether it's either personal or professional, one barrier that 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 always seems to get in the way is communication. Right. So. So really, basically, the thought process here was was a few things. The first thing being, um, you, you know, like I've already mentioned, open and honest communication, and really trying to understand and really infuse an understanding with with our supplier partners in terms of what is important to Hankel, right? Because if you don't know that, um, it's it's going to be very very hard to innovate, very hard to um, come up with solutions to really support ultimate goals, right? And then I, I think for, through that, really um, infusing from a transportation perspective, what's important to us from a transportation perspective, what's important to us from a logistics perspective, and, you know, really, really helping, you know, through transportation deliver um, corporate objectives and, and, and corporate goals for, for Henkel. So, so I think it all comes back to the communication piece and, you, you know, what, what's, what's important to the customer. It's incredibly important. I absolutely agree with you. And, and I'd love to know, how has it helped strengthen the idea of sort of traditional partnerships between shippers and carriers with Hinkle? So so I think, you know, from a, from a partnership standpoint, it, it's been extremely important. I, I think, you know, especially looking back over the past two years with, with the COVID pandemic, um, I, I don't think an industry was hit harder than logistics o- overall, um, especially Very for true. me. Uh, managing warehouses uh, during the onset of this, and then a transportation group at at two different companies. But um, but through through this whole um, pandemic process, and with the virtual meetings that we've had, yeah. right, it's it's made it I I think a little a little bit harder. And I I think what I found through this process is that the conversations on virtual meetings were very operationally focused which is good, but there also needs to be a time where you step back and say, what is the next level of strategic thought? What is the next strategic thing that, that we're trying to tackle? And, you know, especially as things have shifted and turned and every, <laughs> and n- nothing has really been normal over the past two years. I, I would say, let's, let's just, just say that, but um, you know, with without the the step back, without the kind of the bigger picture thinking um, in, in terms of what's what's going to really propel us to the next level, um, you know, it, it, it it's going to be incredibly hard without without the you know without the, uh, the the regular communication. You know, it's funny here at Transfix, we always say we always joke around. There's no new normal. There's just normally problems are in the supply chain and things that we have to work through and solutions and so forth. So, you know, that's that's kind of the moniker here. But, you know, I think Henkel is really led by example. And I think that's something that I'd love to commend you on. But in the spirit of leading by example, 
how important would you say that it is for shippers to incorporate carrier diversity into their operations? Uh, I, I to, to be honest with you, I mean, um, I, I, I was just talking with, uh, you know, my managers about this this morning. So for, for me, I think, you know, when, when, when you when you talk about the lens of um, diversity, right, B&I, all, all of these things that I think are really coming, have really come to the forefront here over the past few years, all of that's important. It's, it's, it's no different when, when you talk about carriers, right? You're going to, you're going to get to a stronger end result. I, I would say the more diverse that you are. And what I mean by that is there's going to be different carriers that have different capabilities that you really want to tap into. So in many cases, um, carriers are not going to be a one size fit all. So, so that, that, that's, that's why, you know, it's going to be very important. I think, um, you know, it's historically been important and important as we move forward here to really make sure that we're utilizing our carrier base to their strengths um, be, because it's going to make us a much stronger organization altogether. And, you know, typically when when you do have a lot of conversations with with the carriers, that that's one thing that that that's always brought up is, you know, what are your capabilities? What are your strengths? Right. Because I think um, if, if, if we're not tapping into that as, as a shipper, um, you know, again, we're, we're, we're not really going to move the needle on the things that we're, that we're, that we're trying to accomplish. And how would you say since really, well, I mean, I think this is a forefront, right? For, for Henkel, how would you say it's positively impacted business there or just Henkel in general? So, so, um, I, I would say that, you know, when, when you do look at, the, the way the Henkel network is structured. And, and, and we can talk about this um, a, a, a little bit, right? Um, we'll, we'll, look at, we'll look at it from, uh, from a carrier point of view. So uh, Henkel has just recently been in the news um, for, for uh, an, an automated warehouse in Bowling Green, Kentucky. So I, I know that there was, uh, have, to, have to give a, a kind of a shout out here to the, uh, to the warehousing team, right? Um, so definitely state of the art facility. Uh, everybody can read about it. Um, you know, in on LinkedIn, um, I believe it was actually recognized, um, you, you know, by the by, by the Henkel comms team as, as well. So um, using that as an example, um, we really need to use the the automation inside the building um, to really make sure that it's it, it, it's functioning almost all the time. And one of the things that we actually had to do was in, increase our, our our drop trailer usage. So um you, you know whether brokers or asset carriers um that that we've talked to we're we're you know utilizing live shipments we actually had to flip that to drop to make sure that that the uh, the whole system inside you know did not get backed up right so so that that was an example of you know basically supplier carrier diversity to really impact the hinkle business altogether right because without without the transportation solution the warehouse piece would 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 be much more difficult to operate. Makes total sense. And congratulations. I know that's such a huge feat to be recognized in yep. the news. Um, so congrats to not only Hinkle, but also the, the comms team. I know yep. that you all have been working really hard on that. Um, well, you know, let's switch gears a little bit now. ESG has been top of mind, right, for you and your team, and similar yep. to the team here at Transfix. Now, we're proud to partner with folks at NMWay, Leading Ladies of Logistics, CDL Tier. I'd love to know what are some organizations that have been top of mind for Hankel from a social impact perspective. Yep. 
So um, from, from a social impact perspective, um, I, 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 would, I would talk a little bit about uh, some of the engagements that we've done, you know, right around the office, right? Um, I think you can definitely read on the Henkel website a lot of, you know, the organizations that, um, that, that we've worked with, but it, this culture even permeates down to, to the local office levels where um, Henkel actually had a, a hand in um, sponsoring and working with the Special Olympics of, of Connecticut. So, so it, it, it goes down to that level, uh, to be honest with you. And I, I think too, um, you know, whenever you do see some, some um, really what I would call good organizations or good charities pop up, I, I, I think in, inside there's, there, there's always a voice ready to listen and, and, and see where, you know, it might be something, you, you know, that, uh, that we can potentially uh, get behind and, and, and partner with. That's awesome. That really is awesome. I, I, I know I've already mentioned, you know, some of the things as they've related to the, what I would call the, the local office. And we've talked a little bit about diversity, but taking Henkel into kind of a larger atmosphere of what the company's doing as a whole. Um, we're really, really proud that, um, you know, looking at our supplier base that we've spent uh, $60 million in both uh, women and um, mi minority owned suppliers. So, so that, that, that again, I think, you know, as we're, we're talking, you know, conceptually and bringing some of the, the concepts that we've already talked about to life, that that's, that's just further evidence, um, you know, what, what this company is all about. That's incredible. Thank you for sharing that. Setting the standard all over the place. Um, mm. You know, when we talk about ESG, the S comes into mind, right? Sustainability. And Hankel has committed that by 2025, um, you'll achieve this by increasing the proportion. Sustainability will be achieved by, by increasing the proportion of recycled plastic by more than 30%, by reducing the plastic volume and by using bio-based pl plastics. So, and also to quote, Hankel wants to help prevent waste from entering the environment what prompted that commitment i know that's a large question but i'm i'm very curious to know so from my perspective here i think that you know kind of you know taking that whether it's it's henkel or or other other competitor cpgs i think you you, you do have a consortium of um forward thinking in this space to, to really make sure that you know everything that we're doing as as a business um, is, is create, creating a positive impact on the environment as well, right? Because, I mean, I think, you know, I, I don't necessarily need to, you know, look, look on the Hinkle website to, to really say that, you know, over time here, that this is, you know, along with, um, you know, diversity and inclusion, that, that, that this has been really a forefront of a lot of different businesses. So um, if, if, if we don't really look to do these things, then we will not have a planet that, that, that's around in, um, in, in years to come. You, you know, when you talk about the company's DNA, um, sustainability is, is not really a new thing. So in, in fact, we've been reporting on our sustainability numbers for the past 30 years. So, you know, you know, while this, I, I would say, you know, maybe over the past five to 10 has, has really become a lot more commonplace. Um, I, I think we can, you know, by that comment alone, we can say that, that, that Hankel has been, you know, a little bit ahead of the curve. So, and this, uh, you know, some of the stats that you had mentioned by, by 2025, it, it, it's part of a bigger overall uh, objective by Henkel to be climate positive by, by 2030. So as we think about how carriers 
can be more sustainable on the flip side, right? On the carrier side of, of the business. In the close relationship that Hankel has with their net, their own carrier network, what tips do you have for carriers who are looking to be a better partner with shippers in general to be more environmentally friendly? Yeah. So so I think there's there there's a, a, a few ways to look at that, right? And I'm gonna gonna parse the sensor back um, in, in into two pillars. So th the first is general operations that we have now. And then the second bit is going to be around innovation. So um, I, I would say the, the the easier of the two right now uh, would be would be around how just general business works, right? So there's there's a big thing in transportation right now talking about empty mile reduction. So so basically, that's that's where we want carriers to really maximize um, you know, freight kind of coming in and into a destination and going out um, uh, of, of the desti destination with with actual product on it so that the carriers aren't having to, you know, basically travel around uh, with without anything in the in the truck. Now, carriers can do that by by a, a few ways. One, just, you know, as we talked about good fits, areas of strength within own networks that can really, really, um, you know, minimize empty miles. But Again, a, a, another way would be to work on proposals with with shippers, with Henkel, right? In terms of, hey, from from point A to point B to potentially point C, is 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 there ways that we can really really maximize that? Now, obviously, there there's there's a lot more that goes into that um, because we would be doing it all the time if if we possibly could. But um, for me, that that would be kind of the general uh, general way to do that from from an operational standpoint. Now, I'm I'm sure there's there, there's a few more examples that I'm not thinking of, but you know, kind of taking the twist towards uh, innovation. So there could be things that that we pilot on. Obviously, alternative fuels is is big. Um, autonomous vehicles kind kind of you know has been something that's uh, popped up over the past few years. So it's you know how do we how do we get ready kind of for the next you know the next wave of of of, of what's to come by that innovation electric vehicles where it makes sense those those sorts of things so um i i think right now um you know cost seems to be a pretty big barrier um in, in order to to execute some of those things but you know i think over time as as the technology gets better right it it, it might be something where we're actually able to pilot um, an electric vehicle somewhere and, and, and really try and take some of the learnings uh, from those things, um, you know, to set us up for, for, for years to come. That's awesome. And, and so you've given us a number of examples of, uh, to lead to lead by in a positive way and leave a positive impact on the world. So I'm going to ask you for one more. Um, ahead of National Truck Driver Appreciation Week coming out in September, what are some ways that other shippers can think of to be a more partner-driven uh, or have a more partner-driven approach in an effort to bring carriers into their business? Yeah, so so I think, you, you know, there, there's a few things, right? I, I think just as long as, you know, you, you look at, at these, these truck driver guys, right? Um, historically, has not been... Uh, a, a desirable job, right? Um, and to be perfectly honest with, you know, the listeners of this podcast, you can really see what happens when we don't have truck drivers, what actually happens to the economy, how how hard it is to get a product that you might want on the store, online, so on and so forth. So 
Um, I, I just wanted to, you know, really take the time here to really praise the truck drivers because, you know, kind of without them, we do not have a, a functioning economy. Um, that, that's kind of the first thing. So um, to build on your question, um, these guys are on the road all the time, right? So I, I think it just starts with a basic level of respect, uh, you know, just to build on that. Um, the second thing would be um, what what we've been told is, is the most important thing is to make sure that the that the drivers are able to come in and out of facilities, um, you know, easy and not get get stuck there. But I would say, you know, that that's probably the, the, the two most important things to have a friendly facility and make sure that, you, you know, that the truck drivers um, uh, load is ready when they get there. But I, I think there's some other things that, that can always help, um, you, you know, whether it's um, outward recognition, um, you know, saying we appreciate our truck drivers or um, there's water products, um, you know, that, that could be left um, at, at the guard shack when, when they check in, I think is always, always a nice thing to do for the drivers. But um, to be honest, it, it's just making sure that the, the sites are clean, there's access to bathrooms if needed. Um, because again, these guys, you know, not many people know, but, you know, as, as these guys drive across the country and many times they, they sleep in their, in their cabs, right. Overnight. So, so again, just making, you know, whenever they do stop somewhere, a, a positive experience, because I think, um, you, you know, uh, we, we definitely over the past couple of years have owed these guys a, uh, a, a great love and guys and women, um, a great level of, uh, of, of gratitude. So. You know, and, and things like water and, you know, basic respect and saying hello, making sure they're okay. That's something that across the board, whenever I speak to truck drivers just on the road, because I always get so curious to talk to them and learn their stories. That's all they ask for. So I think, you know, already by setting that foundation, you're, you're leading by positive example and, and across many different examples here that you've shared with us on the podcast today. So with that, I don't want to take up too much of your time, John. It's always such a pleasure. We are very proud to partner with you and Hankel here at Transfix. Um, and, and thank you so much for being our, our guest today. Well, thank you for having me. Absolutely. Absolutely.